Blog Talk Radio. You're the king of an empire, and you rely on the slavery of your people to keep you rich and powerful. But you see your people waking up and starting to show dissent. What would you do if you wanted to stay in power? You would sure hope that they forget about it. You would want to distract them, or even better, turn them against each other so that they forget about their original cause. The mainstream media, which we all know is in the business of maintaining the status quo, is doing a great job at doing just that. Advanced, progressive, urban, political talk radio. Politicians who are characterized more and more by legalized bribery and normalized corruption vis-a-vis that big money. By a corporate media that ensures that it's a culture of superficial spectacle but no serious public debate and public conversation for the issues that really matter for the future of the nation, but especially the future of the vast majority of the nation who are working class and poor. Or a serious discussion about drones that drop bombs on innocent peoples. Or increasing police powers that allow persons, Americans, to be assassinated without due process or judicial review. Death, where is thy sting? Grave, where is thy victory? This is the Alpha Show. Advance. Progressive Urban Political Talk Radio on TruthWorks Network. There can be no mercy. There is but one rule. Hunt or be hunted. But one thing you can't deny. These people are sabotaging this economy. And people are sabotaging this country. This is awful. Hosting the best of pushback talk radio. And now, the man who's got their number. Alpha. All right, all right. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Alpha Show here at TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Ah, if it wasn't so cold outside, I would be happy. But I'm looking out the window. That's all I'm going to. We ain't coming out. I'm going to say it again. It is too cold. It is too cold. Um, my good friend up in Boston, now it's the snowfall is up to 
72 inches in a span of maybe two and a half, maybe three weeks. But here in my neck of the woods, I woke up yesterday upon the waking yesterday morning. We we broke a record of minus four degrees. The record now sits at minus eight degrees with a minus 30 wind chill factor. That was the environment, the situation, as they would say, the situation, not situation, the situation. Yesterday morning was a minus 30 below. What were the symptoms? <laughs> Frostbite, and you're freezing your tail off. But that's what it's been like. With the drought in the West, the brutal cold, and throughout the Midwest, throughout the central part of the country. Look at Kentucky. Did you see? Did you see North Carolina has a foot of snow? Did you see parts of Kentucky got 18 inches? Now, you know them people don't know what's going on. They don't know nothing about that. And yet nobody will drive home. Point about climate change. Uh, just another missed opportunity. We've got a couple of cities now throughout the country that are solely using solar and wind, renewable energy. So why can't we all get that? Why can't we all do that? Let's just put it like this. It's going to be a slow drag up that hill to become 100% renewable energy efficient. We're not like places such as Germany. American exceptionalism only pertains to Christian, evangelist Christian ideals. That's the only time they want to talk about American exceptionalism is when it suits their purpose. And for that, I'll simply say we have a a great deal to be embarrassed about. I saw an article where was it China or Japan? I believe it was Japan. They have more electrical rechargeable carports then they have gas stations. They also have speed rails. We are the only so-called number one consumer anchored nation that is so far behind in our infrastructure that um, it's going to be tough to catch up. It's going to really be tough to catch up. So, what do we got in front of us? There, um, the story of there is ground, with U.S. Marines on the ground in Iraq. Um, you've heard the stories of ISIS um, brutally murdering uh, Egyptian Christians, was it 21 of them, 
and um, now there's a story about ISIS has burned uh, 45 people alive. Um, they've captured another 35 uh, out of Libya Christians, and they're going to kill them too. And, and the only thing we can argue about here is what Republicans want to argue about, what is what they want to talk about. He won't call them Islamic terrorists. I think one of the greatest responses to this entire narrative, to all of this talk, Islamic terrorists, was delivered by uh, Hall of Famer and basketball great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who is Muslim and has been Muslim for some time. Green was on, I believe he was, was it Morning Joe? I believe he was on Morning Joe, and much to their chagrin, Kareem told him simply that ISIS is as Islamic as the KKK is Christian. And that kind of shut all of that down. You could see the bright stare, the eyes glaze over as Mika the puppet and moron blow or morning blow or however you want to caricature him or characterize. We glazed over. ISIS is as long as the KKK is Christian. And that seems to have knocked that down, but uh, not completely because uh, you have fools like Rudy Giuliani. I'm going to get to the old Rudy boy. Old Rudy boy, because uh, Wayne Barrett took him down and took him down hard. And I want to elaborate on just the weakness of a messaging campaign that's just it's got enough, <laughs> they got enough ammo. They have enough arrows in their quiver to have made a big difference. But um, Iraqi officials um, in a Iraq town of Baghdad warned of another ISIS mass burning massacre. The terrorist organization surrounded a compound several days ago that housed more than a thousand families and burned 45 people alive. ISIS has killed more than 150 people from the Al, ah, yeah, yeah, and me trying to pronounce this, Alabay tribe. Some of them were burned alive. Some of them were beheaded. They were policemen. Some of them fought against ISIS before. Say it, Sheikh Mal Allah Aliba, the head local council. Um, look. If the locals, the Jordans, the Egyptians, the Qatars, the Algerians, the Saudi Arabians, if they aren't terrified enough to fight these bastards, 
then what's the big rigor? I mean, what are they doing? What are we doing? Yes, we can bomb the hell out of them. Oh, we can do that. And they pissed off Jordan, and then Jordan dropping bombs on them too. And I don't think Jordan gives a damn about flying into Libyan airspace to do it, or Syrian airspace to do it. But um, I just have a question. You know, you've seen ISIS release these photos of a 70-truck convoy rolling into a city or something to that effect. You know what? With the, it has to take a while for 70 vehicles to travel into a city. And how far are they coming from? You mean to tell me that we don't have the capability with AWACS and the drones that we fly to pick up and intercept this type of convoy and send a couple of warthogs in there to scrape them. (laughs) Ah, fight, 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 war, war, war. That's what Republicans want, all war. The president delivered another speech which he was handling, handling, criticized because he won't use certain language. And he, I think he did a brilliant job of uh, disarming the, the war chicken hawks and disarming their entire narrative. They are not or do not represent Islam. They are simply terrorists trying to seize a larger religion. And that's the bottom line. But leave it up to a-holes like Rudy Giuliani to rear his stupid, ugly head. Obama doesn't love America. Oh, I'm not questioning his patriotism, as he retorted in another interview. But I'm just saying, well, first of all, Mr. Giuliani, Rudy, uh, Wayne Barrett, blow at the boom on Rudy Giuliani. And this was a piece, and I posted the link in the chat. I'll just run by some of this. Because this is so some of this stuff is like, you know, and these these networks like Fox News, et cetera, et cetera. Have the call. They bring some of the most reprehensible bastards in our society, and they give them a platform. They give them legitimacy, and that's the problem. That's another example of low-hanging fruit. Now, you've got Rudy Giuliani out there questioning the president's love for his country, although, you know, he wasn't uh, raised like we were. Moving on from his racist musing regarding blacks and crime, Giuliani has accused the president of not loving his country and blaming it, at least in part, on his upbringing. But New York Daily News columnist Wayne Barrett 
takes a look at Rudy's experience with love of country in general, as well as his family background and finds, well, something about people who live in glass houses. Rudy Giuliani knows a lot about love. Ask Regina Purge, the second cousin he grew up with and married, who was offended when Rudy later engineered an annulment from the priest who was his best man on the grounds, strangely enough, that she was his cousin. Or ask Donna Hanover, the mother of his two children, who found out he wanted a separation when he left Grace Mansion one morning and announced at a televised press conference, here's a man that marries his cousin and knows it because it is his cousin. And this is, these are the likes of the people that Fox News gives a platform to. And CNN gives a platform to. This is the drag dresser. I mean, Rudy may, Rudy may have forgotten that half a dozen deferments he won ducking the Vietnam War, even getting the federal judge he was checking, he was clerking, not checking, he was clerking for to write a letter creating a special exemption a reminder, just a reminder, you have to remember Bernie Carey, the convicted killer, the ex-con, former Giuliani police commissioner, business partner, and sidekick, whose nomination as Homeland Security Secretary narrowly preceded indictment. <laughs> you know, this is laughable. But this is the person who gets a platform in front of a Fox News audience. And the people, the old white privileged people, they don't seem to care care about his past, his history. They don't seem to care that in 93 when the World Trade Centers, the attempted bombing of the World Trade Centers, the communication center, had to be relocated. And instead of Rudy relocating it, he put it right back in the Twin Towers. And he lost about 10 friends and 343 firefighters and police officers on 9-11. This man's character is so flawed. His decision-making is so pathetic, but he still gets FaceTime. And see, that is simply in alignment with who Fox News brings to criticize this president. Dinesh D'Souza, convicted felon, convicted felon. And documentary producer, liar, 
snake oil salesman, but he's a convicted felon. Fox News constantly interviews him and asks for his opinion about this president. Or how about Ali North, Iran-Contra felon, convicted, until they form shopped for a judge through a technicality that overturned the conviction years later. Or how about the fact that Ali North, whenever there are foreign policy questions, Fox runs to him for his opinion. And what about Rummy? Donald's runs for, you know, we know what we know and we don't know what we know. And if we knew what we know, we wouldn't know what we knew when we knew it. Something like that. That's how, how do you take the word of a war criminal like Lummy? Well, what about Dick Cheney? How many times have you seen Dick Cheney on CNN? Fox, Dick Cheney, the the master of torture. And of course, there's the incomparable, narcissistic Donald Trump. Oh, I I got the best show. I got this man is one of the most narcissistic individuals that I've ever seen. He's got all the money. He's got all the shows. And this is what goes for intelligent conversation, critical thought. How about when they run to convicted felon Tom DeLay, one who I'll also mention that year after year as his conviction stood, then all of a sudden they found a judge who would overturn the entire conviction. He gets FaceTime on Fox News. There has to be a line drawn in the sand. Don't forget Bill Donahue now. You can't forget Bill Donahue. He's the head of the Catholic, uh, whatever the hell they call it, but he's a right-winger who's just radical, lunatic. Obama's got a war on religion. On the, Come on. Come on. He gets plenty, plenty of face time. Not just on Fox, but on CNN. You know, CNN believes that they'll go down that road with Fox to be a Fox light. What about Michael Hayden, former CIA director, who crafted the lie that took us into an illegal $3 trillion crusade? Or Michael Chertoff, all of these people, Clive and Bundy, George Tennant, name them. All of these debunked characterless clowns. They get FaceTime. 
They get a platform from both CNN and Fox to frame a narrative that is dividing the country along racial lines, along along political lines. And the drumbeat continues because no one on the left has that form, that microphone loud enough to ask the questions, how are you bringing these tainted, these contaminated people to give an opinion, to be pundits. And that's where we are. That is the tone of our political exchanges. And no one seems to have the difference when it comes to being embarrassed. Why don't they simply go get Charlie Manson? And give his opinion. You might as well. All of these people I've named have no more credibility than a Charles Smith. You bring on people like Franklin Graham, evangelist Christian bigot. And did anybody notice that? Rudy just ran himself into a big circle with nowhere to go. And then he brought in. He played the Reverend Wright card. And he asked, how does somebody sit in the church that long? How does somebody sit in the church that long? Rudy, as this article continues, Rudy went as far as to rebuke the president for not being brought up the way we were brought up, the way you and I were brought up to love this country. A bow, no doubt, to the parenting prowess of Harold Giuliani, who did time and sing sing for holding up a Harlem milkman and was the bat-wielding enforcer for the loan shark operation run out of a Brooklyn bar owned by none other than Rudy's uncle. Though Rudy cited Harold throughout his public life as his model, without revealing any of his history, he and five Rudy uncles found ways to avoid service in World War II. Harold, whose robbery conviction was in the name of an alias. How does that happen? His robbery conviction was in the name of an alias. Made sure the draft board knew he was a felon. I guess they don't take felons. On the other hand, Obama's grandfather, uncle, served. His uncle helped liberate. one of the Nazi truck, uh, concentration camps. He was a consultant for the governor, government of Qatar, the country his friends and FBI director, Louis Freach, accused of hiding 9-11 mastermind Khalid, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed 
before the attack. You see, I mean, this is, it's enough to make someone say, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Really? Are you serious? And this is not to this is not to dismiss the fact that there are at least four photos of Rudy Giuliani dressed up in full drag. It's raining men. That's all he needs is the song in the background. It's raining men. It it speaks to the legitimacy of a Fox News. And you can suspend Brian Williams for six months, but uh, David Korn, uh, I'm trying to recall off, offhand, I believe he's he is uh, from Salon, or is he from, um, no, he's from Mother Jones. He may have had a few articles here and there on Salon, too, but uh, he's from Mother Jones. David Korn, has, he eviscerated Bill O'Reilly's lies about uh, being um, in the Falklands. <laughs> he was covering the Falkland War in the Falklands when no American journalist ever entered the theater of battle in the Falklands. Um, Of course, Bill O'Reilly didn't uh, uh, take that news very well. Bill O'Reilly simply blew his stack. When I say he blew his stack, Bill O'Reilly lost totally, completely lost it because he called David Korn some very um, unusual names <laughs> because he was just that pissed off, just that peeved that um, he had been outed, if you will, as a Liar, a credential, uh, a credentials liar, and for the Mother Jones uh, piece as to uh, Bill O'Reilly and his nonsense, and it, the piece speaks directly to a Fox host has said that he was in a war zone that apparently no American correspondent reached. After NBC's Brian Williams got, uh, I guess it was six months, Fox News host Bill O'Reilly went on a tear on his television show. The top-rated cable news anchor declared that the American press is in half as responsible as the men who fought, who forged the nation. He bemoaned and supposed cultural deception within the liberal media 
and he proclaimed that the Williams controversy should prompt questioning of others, distortion by left-leaning outlets. For years, O'Reilly has recounted dramatic stories about his own war reporting that don't withstand scrutiny. He spoke of um, being in the war zone during the Falkland Wars in 1982 between the United Kingdom and Argentina. He has invoked that this experience to emphasize that he understands war only as someone who has witnessed it could, as he once put it. I've been there. <laughs> That's really what separates me from most of these other bloviators. I bloviate, but I bloviate about stuff I've seen. They bloviate about stuff that they haven't. Now, I'm going to ask this question rhetorically. What's the difference between what Bill O'Reilly has done and what uh, Brian Williams did? I'll tell you what the difference is. The difference is Fox News. The difference is right-wing unapologetic so-called journalism. These opinion opinionators seem to have more in common with just the lofty stupidity and the availability of not just low-information voters, but low-information reasoners, people who reject honest facts. And the fact is, O'Reilly also told a, a story about a cameraman who was uh, injured, bleeding from the head, and uh, while they were under fire, he drug him off to say, you know what? It gets to a point where someone with a louder microphone has to simply call him out as the liar that he is to hold the management of Fox News to the same level, to the same standards that Brian Williams is now suffering from. I can't. I can't co-sign what Brian Williams said or did, and I refuse to. It's just damn. <laughs> just damn. How is it that one goes without the other? And where is uh, Keith Olbermann when you need him to take his shot? Take a shot at him. Because what they present is simply... And we can't ask these men to go back to the President of the United States with a lot of head shrink or horse shit. Exactly. Head shrink or horse shit. <laughs> it gets to a point where you have to ask yourself, this game is rigged. This entire game is rigged. The entire narrative is rigged. Communications is false. If you don't have a job and you're not rich, blame yourself. Blame yourself. It's your fault that they seize control of communication. It's your fault. 
it's your fault. And we don't seem to be willing to break out of this, this, this madness. We don't seem to have the fight in our belly to simply not accept any of this BS any longer. It is what it is. 914-338-1610. If you care to get it, I know it was a long 35-minute continuum on. But 914-338-1610 if you'd like to get in to comment, to to raise your voice in laughter. Yeah, you want to get in to laugh? Do so. Nine one four three three eight one six one zero. That's the third time I made up. Because <laughs> I I tend to do that. I really do. I tend to start running off at the mouth and. Get into a I can't take a breath moment. Well, let's get back in a moment. I Declare Show is where we deal with the difficult, real raw, right now. If it's real raw right now, talk media. Come on, baby, say it with me. It can only be the I Declare Show. Talk soon. Join my friend and colleague on Blog Talk Radio every Tuesday night at 9 p.m., the I Declare Show with India Declare. Are you breathing oxygen in? Are you raising the energy up? Or are you bringing the energy down? There's no middle ground. It's your real, raw, and right now talk radio. I Declare Show, Tuesdays, 9 p.m., Blog Talk Radio. I Declare It. Dealing with the difficult... Real raw right now. The I Declare Show. Baby. Hello, I am Chauncey DeVega. You may recognize my voice from Ring of Fire Radio with Mike Papantonio, the BBC, Sirius XM, or the Tom Hartman Radio Show. And you may have read some of my essays at places like Salon and Alternate. The Chauncey DeVega Show at TruthWorks Network. Mondays. Um, In the 1970s, over the issue of abortion and before that, prayer in schools and then integration and segregation and people wanting white schools and homeschooling in terms of the Southern strategy of the Republican Party of trying to pry loose Democrats who were also racists and get them to vote race and be Republicans. The Chauncey DeVega Show at TruthWorks Network, Mondays, 8 p.m. The Chauncey DeVega Show premieres at TruthWorks Network. February 23rd, 8 p.m., in his premiere episode at TruthWorks Network, Chauncey talks with author Frank Schaefer. The Chauncey to Vegas Show.
there needs to be a reckoning. There needs to be a wake-up moment when 20 toddlers, 5-year-olds to 10-year-olds, are shot dead. There seems to be a hesitation on acting on gun laws. Everyone pushes this Second Amendment right rather than pushing the right to breathe and the right not to fall victim to some psychotic just damn. The man from Chicago who's got their numbers. This is Advanced Urban Political Talk Radio. The Alpha Show at TruthWorks Network. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. Now back to the man. Here's Alpha. Welcome back. Uh, programming note. Tomorrow evening, our Common Ground with the host Janice Graham will not air. Janice is under the weather. It's hoping for a speedy recovery. And we can get that voice, that much-needed voice, the voice of teaching back on the air. Tomorrow evening, Janice Graham will not air. And hopefully Janice will be feeling better as we move on. New programming for Force Network. Um, we are respectable Negroes. The Chauncey DeVega Show. True Force Network is proud to announce the addition of the Chauncey DeVega Show on the Truth Works Network lineup of exceptional alternative broadcasting. New episodes of the Chauncey DeVega Show will broadcast each Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Black Voice Collaborative and available on demand beginning Monday, February 23rd, 2015. The Chauncey DeVega Show is the official podcast of Chauncey DeVega and the website, We Are Respectable Negroes. The format is simple. Chauncey DeVega Show is a relaxed conversation with smart and interesting guests from backgrounds as varied as arts and letters. Cultural workers, musicians, social scientists, and other academics, journalists, as well as Hollywood actors and directors. Chauncey DeVega is a race man in progress. Black pragmatist, ghetto nerd, culture critic, and essayist. He is the editor and founder of the cerebral, informed, and sometimes funny, Always insightful blog. We are respectable Negroes. Here is the most, here is the host of the podcast known as the Chauncey DeVega Show. He is smart, brave, and unapologetic in all of his brilliance. He has been a guest on BBC, Ring of Fire, The Ed Show Show, Make It Plain, 
Joshua Holland, Alternate Radio Hour, The Tom Hartman Show, The Burt Cohen Show, Our Common Ground with Janice Graham, and has appeared on the RT Network and Free Speech TV. His writings have been featured by Salon, Alternate, the New York Daily News, and regularly featured on the Daily Coats. His work has been referenced by MSNBC, as well as online magazines and publications such as The Atlantic, BuzzFeed, The Daily Beast, The Washington Times, The Nation, and The Chronicle of Higher Education. Judge him by his enemies. Fox News. Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Juan Williams, Herman King, Alex Jones, World Net Daily, Twitchy, The Free Republic, Newsbusters, The Media Research Council, 21, <laughs> Weasel Zippers, <laughs> Weasels, if it's always like that particular name, who have made it known that they do not like him very much. If you seek an analyst of the facts in a fusion of intelligence, observation, and alternative views, you might become a friend. We judge him by both, and you will too. The Chauncey DeVega Show, Mondays, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, here at TruthWorks Network, the Black Voice Collaborative. I am personally looking forward because um, the man cracks me up. <laughs> but uh, he's spot on. He's always <laughs> He's always on target. And I hope you will all join us Monday evening, 8 o'clock Eastern, Chauncey DeVega Show. We are respectable Negroes. Just just hilarious. Just hilarious. We are respectable Negroes. Okay. We have to... We have to call it as we see it. Uh, Bill O'Reilly has a lying problem, just as the rest of them, just as the rest of them have a lying problem. Have to ask yourself, when the hell are they fooled? The bigotry, the rage. You know, people who have followed me have often heard me. Speak about the the total notion that the Klan has infiltrated our government at the highest levels. But I'm simply here to say to you that the Klan infiltrated our government at the highest level for centuries, there are unmistakable 
references that I can give you. Let me start with this quote. Slavery was established by decree of Almighty God. It is sanctioned by the Bible. Jefferson Davis spoke those words. And for those of you, Jefferson Davis was the president of during the time, Civil War times, when they just knew they were going to win. Here's another one. I will say then that I am not nor ever have been in favor of bringing about in any way the social and political equality of the white and black races, that I am not nor ever have been in favor of making voters or jurors of Negroes. Those words were spoken by Abraham Lincoln. That's right, Mr. Old Emancipation Proclamation. He was a president. Here's the third. I think one man is just as good as another. So long as he's not a nigger or a Chinaman. Uncle Will says that the Lord made a white from dust, a black from mud. And he threw up what was left and he came down to China. That was President Harry Truman. Now, can someone tell me from presidents who were Klansmen down the list to police chiefs, to judges, to police officers for centuries? And they just all of a sudden gave it up and they are no longer infiltrating and infecting the lawmakers, the law enforcers, and the political suits. Someone tell me about it. 914-338-1610. Because I simply find it hard to swallow. As in, it's choking me. (laughs) It's choking the living. It's choking the living out of me. I, I find it simply amazing that as we as Negroes, if you will, come across this type of information that somehow we cannot articulate it to the masses. Somehow we cannot find the words to expose the nasty, ugly, bigoted history of this nation. But the opposition can always find a fool or two to bring about 
told nor you didn't to bring about that narrative of what this president won't acknowledge and what he won't say or what he won't do. You know, it gets me, it's, I love it when you can just just have stuff come up and start playing. <laughs> These sites are something else. So let's, uh, let's tell the truth a little here. Because after a while, you can get so caught up in the ever flow of BS, and you ask yourself, "I, I got a um, email from um, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and they were asking for donations for this drive for two." 2016, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, for those of you who don't know it, is the head of the DNC, Clintonite, who has begrudgingly supported this president, at least out front, for the last six years, but has been a total failure when it comes to message. has been a total failure. You know, when you see Reince Priebus, the head of the RNC, when you see his face in front of a camera three to five times more than you see a Debbie Wasserman Schultz's face, what is she afraid of? What is she hiding? What? What? She she can't someone on the Democratic side engage. These lying bastards. Can someone on the Democratic side push back against this notion of we've allowed them to get away with the Affordable Care Act is a job killer. It's the worst thing that ever happened. It's a government takeover. And yet the voices from the progressive liberal side, with the exception of maybe one or two of soccer, I ran off an entire list of flawed people, people with a history of felonies, convicted felons, ex-cons, war criminals, religious nuts who go to the microphone. So just FaceTime, Rudy Giuliani, Ernesto Souza, Ali North, Donald Rumsfeld, Dick Cheney, Bernard, Bernie Carrick, Donald Trump, Tom DeLay, Bill Donahue, Michael Hayden, Michael Chertoff, Clive and Bundy. They were all for Clive and Bundy and standing up against the oppressive government with weapons. No one has still not been arrested for breaking the law. So when you get down to it, oh, and don't forget George Tennant. And these are just the 
the navy wells. I'm not even beginning to talk about the political faces that come with the repetitive, constant, this ad nauseum lies, the lies that you simply know. Death, they're still talking death facts. And what we find is simply a shell of a democratic response of any kind of pushback. But you simply allow their narrative to fester, to continue to be repeated to a point of it begins to be perception. And there's the problem. And that has always been the problem. So needless to say, I sent Debbie Wasserman Schultz a very nasty, <laughs> very nasty letter. Needless to say. And I want to, um, I want to, um, I, bought, I wanted to do this last week, but it, it kind of got away from me. And uh, it's a, it's a lesson on life. And I saw this lesson on life and it was a, it was, mm, I would say it brought a, it, it broke a smile to my face. And I'm always a very upbeat person, so it's not difficult to do. But um, the smile that was brought to my face was one uh, that I really couldn't resist. I just want to share it with you because it's a, it's a minor thing. A professor stood before a philosophy class holding a large jar. When the class began, he proceeded to fill the jar with golf balls. He asked the students if the jar was full. They agreed that it was. So the professor picked up a box of pebbles and poured it into the jar. Of course, the pebbles filled in the space between the golf balls. And he asked again. The students again agreed that the jar was full. The professor next picked up a box of sand and poured the sand into the jar. Of course, the sand filled in the spaces between the pebbles and the golf balls. And he asked again, was the jar full? They all responded with a unanimous yes. The professor then produced a bottle of chocolate milk from under the table. He poured it into the jar, filling the spaces between the sand, the pebbles, and the golf balls. The students looked, and they laughed. Now, said the professor, I want you to recognize the jar represents your life. The golf balls are the important things. Your family, your children, your health, your friends. The pebbles are the other things in life that matters, like your job, like your home, like your car. The sand is everything else, the small stuff. 
If you put the sand in the jar first, there will be no room for the pebbles or the golf balls. The same goes in life. If you spend all of your time and energy on small stuff, you will never have room for the things that make you happy. Play with your children. Get regular checkups. Enjoy dinner with friends and family. There will always be time to clean the house. Take care of the golf balls first, the things that really matter. Set your priorities. The rest is just saying. One student asked, what about the chocolate milk? (laughs) The professor responded, no matter how full your life may seem, there's always room for chocolate. So remember every day is a gift. And the quality of your life is your gift to yourself. That was not a nice little smile to my face. And that's saying something about my face. So it's the same thing. And I just thought that that was a a very good analogy of setting your priorities. One of the things that I have harped on since I began this journey of my opinion, of my pushback, of my narrative, is that you have to satisfy yourself. You have to be your own captain. If your ship is rudderless, you have to find a way to steer your ship to calmer waters, for we all only live once. Take yourself away from the the clutter, and it's real tough to do if you if you do politics like I do. It's very tough to do. Clear your plate. And rid yourself of the complications in life. There's a friend of mine, a, a very a very influential person, would say, that's all I got to say about that. Oh, yeah, it's my Forrest Gump impersonation. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. It gets to a point where (laughs) you have to and listen to the things that matter and take care of the things that matter. The politics will eventually drive you crazy because just as they have done myself, you realize that my voice is small, but those who are in listening of my voice, maybe they will or maybe they won't get the message. Maybe we can drag some of them kicking and screaming over to a of or to an ideology that 
is basically the same as mine. Let me get some of these out of the way. 914-338-1610. If you want to get in, if you've got something to say, say it. Oh, um, I got boxing news when I come back. Arrest Henry Kissinger for war time. Arrest Henry Kissinger for war You know, you're going to have to shut up or I'm going to have you arrested immediately. Get out of here, you low-life scum. What the fuck? Every passing day, we are taking one step closer to a dictatorship. Hello, John McCain. Well, he looks real sad. You're listening to The Alpha Show at TruthWorks Network, Advanced Urban Political Talk Radio. Internet-based broadcasting, live and call-in. What the fuck is the Internet? The Internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. It's above my pay grade. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. This is how we do it. It's Friday night. The Alpha Show. Hello, I am Chauncey DeVega. You may recognize my voice from Ring of Fire Radio with Mike Papantonio, the BBC, Sirius XM, or the Tom Hartman Radio Show. And you may have read some of my essays at places like Salon and Alternet. The Chauncey DeVega Show at TruthWorks Network, Mondays, 8 p.m. Um, in the 1970s, over the issue of abortion and before that, prayer in schools, and then integration and segregation and people wanting white schools and homeschooling, in terms of the Southern strategy of the Republican Party of trying to pry loose Democrats who were also racists and get them to vote race and be Republicans. The Chauncey DeVega Show at TruthWorks Network, Mondays, 8 p.m. The Chauncey DeVega Show premieres at TruthWorks Network, February 23rd, 8 p.m. In his premiere episode at TruthWorks Network, Chauncey talks with author... Frank Schaefer. 
the Chauncey to Vegas show. Monday, the 23rd of February, the premiere of the Chauncey to Vegas show. We are respectable Negroes. <laughs> Eight o'clock Eastern time. Here at Truth Works Network. So, let's not miss it. Mark it on your calendar. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. I simply don't know why. But uh, the Chauncey the Vegas show here at TruthWorks Network starting this coming Monday, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, here at TruthWorks Network. Don't just think about it. Get here, 914-338-1610. Tell me something good. Call in and tell me something good. I'll tell you something good. May 2nd. May 2nd, 2015. Floyd Money Mayweather defends his title in a much-anticipated five-year-in-the-making bout against Manny Pac-Man Pacquiao. I don't normally spend my money on pay-per-view too cheap because especially when they're going to air it the following day. I don't even spend my money and I'm a big, big, huge, huge boxing fan and as big of a boxing fan as I am, I'm even a bigger fan of UFC cage fighting. I think that is one of the most primal, brutal, realistic from in all of the viewings I've had of cage fighting. I could never get my head around the popularity of the WWE wrestling and the, you know, the fake make-believe physical violence. And once you've seen or witnessed the level of just pure violence, these boys are just these boys lost their damn match. To to fight like that in a pinched octagon is is just something that connects with me in a primal medieval way. But if you like blood, swollen eyes, violence, the light heavyweight champion, undisputed, undefeated, light heavyweight champion, John Bones Jones, will step into the ring to defend his title against Rumble Johnson. His first name doesn't matter. 
His name is Rumble Johnson. And he gets into the ring to Rumble. And um, Bones Jones is going to have his hands filled, but I got to go with Jones. Because Anthony, Anthony Rumble Johnson is his name. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and they will enter the octagon or UFC 187. And that's coming soon, so be on the lookout for May 2nd. For you fight fans, mark it down on your calendar. May 2nd, and if you want to know who I'm hitching my wagon to, I got to tell you, Manny Pacquiao is a very, very dangerous dude. But I do believe that Money Mayweather will emerge victorious. I think Manny Pacquiao reaches too much. He's in the ring bouncing around, bouncing around, and he he lunges and reaches too much, and I think that it's going to – and it just hasn't – I mean, I'm not the only one that's noticed that. I'm sure that the team, the Mayweather team, is, has not missed that fact. And I think that that's going to be a problem for the Pac-Man, but May 2nd is the date. So get with it if you are a fight fan. If not – there's always dancing with the stars. There's always the vi what is it, the vampire chronicles or whatever the hell they are. American Idol. Who else? Now that uh we have to wait another torturous another torturous. What is it? It's not far away. What is it? Six months? Seven months? We got seven months before football season starts again. But um, we just have to tough it out and do what we can with March Madness, baseball, and the NBA Finals. Just a wild ride and a fight here and there. All of you who are not... uh, Sports fanatics like myself and quite a few others. All right, all right, all right. Back to politics. <laughs> and I say it tongue in cheek. Obama administration has uh, returned fire. The Department of Justice will seek a stay of the federal judge's ruling that brought a temporary halt to immigration programs created by an executive order. The White House Press Secretary, Josh Ernest, told reporters Friday that federal government would like the program to be able to move forward until an appeals court examines the lower judge's rulings. And I think think that that is um, uh, the correct route to go because this lower judge who uh, who ruled uh, and put a halt to the immigration executive order really has very 
clean legal ground. And the Obama administration is challenging this, and they're looking for a stay because his ruling by a lot of the professionals seems to be that his precedent is very thin. His rule of law that he cites is, notwithstanding the fact that this judge has been an opponent of the Obama administration, not just immigration. And I got a question. I need to ask this question. You know, here in Illinois, we have a, a congressman by the name of Luis Gutierrez. Where are you? Where are you, Mr. Gutierrez? Luis Gutierrez is a grandstanding, loudmouth Democrat who is so willing to pin the lack of immigration reform on the president. Ignoring the fact that, and he's supposed to be a Democrat. He's supposed to be an, a supporter of, of President Obama. He comes through as troubled, vitriolic. He comes through as very critical of the Obama administration because immigration reform hasn't passed, even though. Bipartisan Senate passed it, and John Boehner simply sat on it. But he wasn't, he seemed to be contrite and conciliatory when he came to speaking. But he was all exercised and ready to call out his Hispanic brothers against the Obama administration because nothing got done on immigration reform. And I haven't seen him speak in front of one microphone about this Texas judge that simply has, is trying to shoot down this executive order. When all of the scholars, all of the legal experts say that this executive order, there is precedent for it. And this judge simply ignored the president and did the bidding of his puppet masters. But nowhere have I seen Luis Gutierrez coming out with a clarion call, with a call to arms for the Hispanic community across the nation. I haven't seen Latino vote. I haven't seen La Raza. I haven't seen any of them. Stepping up and speaking of how despicable and wrong-headed the ruling of this Texas judge was. No, no, not one. I've not seen one. Now, somebody seen them? You let me know. Because I haven't seen them. 914-338-1610. That's 914-338-1610. What I would like to hear is someone comment on the lack of, what should I call it, the obvious silence 
of the so-called Hispanic leaders, the people who prop up or who advocate so loudly against the administration when it's the Republican Congress that has filed up the words. It gets to a point where you simply get tired of being tired. And you have to ask yourself, what the hell are they doing? Why can't there be pushback? Why can't there be pushback from the progressive liberal side? It seems it appears that everybody seems to run and hide. Republicans all over the news outlets, you name it, there they are in it. U.S. District Judge Andrew Cannon issued an order last Monday to temporarily halt the Obama administration from starting policies that would eventually allow nearly 5 million undocumented immigrants to receive work authorization. The programs are now on hold as the judge considers a case brought by 26 states. And that's something else. Have you noticed every and anything this president does? They run to the courts. You see, the courts are their last bastion. Pack the courts with enough judges who are like-minded, whose ideology supersedes their fidelity or idolatry to the law. This is not a country driven by laws anymore. It's a country run by a plutocracy. It's a country that is governed by the rich and corporations. You've got all trains that are exploding. I believe it was Rachel Maddow or Ed Schultz, one of them, that uh, in a span of 10 days, I think it was, that were three real derailments, one massive explosion. And one of these explosions was in uh, Quebec, I believe, up in uh, Canada. But there were also three oil spills into bodies of water that feed fresh water, that feed the drinking resources for a great deal of Americans. Between fracking and oil spills, between the attempt to push Keystone through it, the president can sign Keystone tomorrow and it still can't be implemented for two years because the courts have stepped in. And why is this a question for the courts? Why are the courts involved? Why has a foreign nation garnered eminent domain rights to the property and the land of U.S. citizens? I think that should be a very, very easy lift in a court. And yet, That's where we are. Republicans are passing the Keystone XL, and they're sending it to the president. And 
If you notice how they're whining about filibusters, are they just whining? And see, these are the things the Democrats should have been doing for the last six years that uh, they've been negligent. And this is why we can't get an informed electorate. So many people listen and go along with the lies because no one is out there telling the truth. Not enough people are out there telling the truth. And did you see that NBC is trying to get away from left-wing TV? And I found that fascinating. That and the way it was, the way it was propagated, the way it was put. That um, and <laughs> the way it was put that um, they're, they're trying to get away. And um, I saw in the Huffington Post, uh, did Bill lie to Bill O'Reilly, accused of <laughs> embellishing war reporting experience. Now, here's the difference. O'Reilly, with his own show, he called David Korn of Mother Jones. O'Reilly report, total garbage. Now, this is, this is less than 24 hours after the David Korn uh, Mother Jones magazine called Bill O'Reilly to apologize for violent remarks. This was less than 24 hours. He called the report total garbage. He called David Corner despicable gutter snipe. He resulted to name calling to avoid addressing allegations. Mother Jones Magazine calls on Bill to apologize for violent remarks. You see, that's the way they operate on the right. Nothing, no criticism goes without an instant response. And oh, by the way, as uh, NBC MSNBC has canceled the Rowan Farrell show, which I can't see. They could have had. I could have been on MSNBC before Rowan Rowan Farrell. That's um. What's the actress's name? The over the hill actress Mia Farrell. That's her son. I wonder how he got that job. White privilege, you think? You really think is that anything like um, what's the kid's name whose father hosted uh, Meet the Press? Because he's definitely not a journalist. And if his name wasn't um, what what was his father's name? The guy who passed away who would ask some tough questions. Oh, jeez. Somebody help me there in the chat room. <laughs> uh, 
his son. His son seems to be another one of those privileged winners, sperm donor winners, sweepstakes, sperm sweepstakes winners, Uh, Russick, Tim Russick. But uh, they canceled Ronin Farrell's show along with Joy Reid. Along with Joy. Now, why would they cancel? She just got a damn show. Ronin Farrell had a show longer than her. So can Melissa, Melissa Harris Perry be far behind. And will they take off the table the blueberry pie? The article simply says, NBC to get away from left-wing TV. What about the right-wing TV? What about the fact that 97% of the Print, video, and audio media is controlled by six corporations that are conservative leaning. And NBC wants to get rid of left wing TV. They've already done that. They have Morning Joe, they have all of the media imposters, such as Chuck Todd, Michelle. What's her name? Uh, Greenspan? Andrea Mitchell Greenspan. NBC is full of them. After a while, and Bill O'Reilly has spent <laughs> the last three nights attacking the left, the left the left-wing looms and the liberal media for reporting on his lies, for his far, how do we call it, rails against far-left claims about his war, war reporting. The facts are the facts. He lied like a rug. He lied like a rug. But nothing will happen to him because They don't operate like that, really. They do not operate. Fox, they don't give a damn. They don't care you can lie until the the cows come home. And you'll still have that opportunity. And as we continue to go go down the line, the... um, what is it? What is the the, the site for uh, health.gov? Now they have, they're having taxpayer problems. Uh, taxpayers are hit by the mandate five. They've got some erroneous information coming from the website that they have to go in. How is it that you constantly got to go in and fix this damn website? And you're constantly supposed to have 
people in the know handling this website. Jeff Bush, damn. I mean, come on. You got Jeff Bush. Did, did you see the bumbling fuck? Now, all of those who said this was the smart boy, this was the smart Bush boy. He butchered the hell out of his policy speech. He made it quite obvious that he's in a neck and neck dumb off with W. But be very, very careful for he will be the nominee. He has, he has basically cleared the money field. He hosted a $100,000 per plate dinner to raise money, and it sold out. He's going to dollar whip the other members of the clown car. Teddy, I'm not a politician's name, McCarthy, Teddy McCarthy Cruz. He's going to beat to death the clowns like the governor of Louisiana. I mean, Huckabee. Why is Rick Perry even trying to stick his toe in the water? And Jeb Bush swears he's his own man. Even though 19 of his 21 foreign advisors are from his brother's or his father's team. So how is he his own man? He's taking relics from his father and his brother, but he won't talk about the Bush history and the war. That's off off limits. You see, the media is coming and falling right into line. The media are the ones who need to take heed in what's happening. Mother Jones has fired back on Bill O'Reilly and warns Bill O to apologize for violent remarks. Hmm. That'll be a first if there'll be some kind of pushback that will be respected. I haven't seen that yet. Democratic governor of Oregon. Well, you get to step aside. And it's it's really alarming to me that now the Secretary of State is the governor. And I don't know anything about her. She seems to be a nice girl, a nice woman. 
I don't want people saying that I'm sexless by calling her girl. She seems to be a nice woman. Um, the governor stepped down. He resigned just in front of indictments, federal indictments that are imminent. And when you get a manufactured situation like John Boehner's invite of Netanyahu, why would there be any Democrats there? Why would there be any Democrats there? Gets to a point where you have to ask yourself. You, you have to really acknowledge the fact that all of these are rich, good old boys who hang out and eat and drink in the same places, and one is trying to advocate a few things for the middle class, and the other one is trying to completely rape the middle class. It gets to a point where you have to ask yourself, did you see where um, Condoleezza Rice is looking to run for Barbara Boxer's Senate seat? Now, let's just put this into perspective. What? She's a damn war criminal. Part of that Bush fiasco. It gets to me. It really does. It really gets to me that uh, this nation can deny its history. It's violent, bigoted, racist history couched in Christianity and the Bible and has such a feigned indignation for groups such as ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Yes, the mass burning of 45 people is deplorable. I think that um, the beheadings of 21 is deplorable. I think that the majority of the things they do are for shock value, are for propaganda, are for propaganda. But if you have a group of people that are backed, financially backed, financially propped up by people in the Saudi country, rich Saudi Arabians, you see, this is more of a Sunni Shiite battle. And if you can't get Jordan, Qatar, if you can't get Lebanon, Syria, and Libya, and Libya is basically a failed state. 
because it's just rough ride out there. If you can't get them to fight, if you can't get them to put boots on the ground, the hell with them. And let them get as big as they want and spread as much as they want. And when they threaten us, we'll something. And they're just uh, a boat ride across the Mediterranean from Italy. If anybody should have boots on the ground, it's Italy. If anybody should be bombing the hell out of at every turn, if there should be anybody with eyes on the road to catch this 70-truck caravan marching into cities that's going unchallenged. It should be the European nations. We are rapidly approaching the defunding of homeland security. And I got to tell you, if there's an attack while they've defunded Homeland Security, it's Obama's fault. It's Obama's fault. And that's the way the media will carry it because Republicans say so. But the Obama administration fails to make that drumbeat message that it's the Republican Party that has poisoned the legislation with their political ideology. So at some point, I'm asking myself, what the hell am I talking about? Why am I constantly looking to stand and fight that pushback against these people when even people that skin in the game are willing to do. It makes no sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Just a reminder, tomorrow evening, our common ground with Janice Graham will not air. Janice is ill. Hopefully, we are wishing and praying for her speedy recovery. Don't forget, Tuesday evenings, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, the I Declare show with host India Declare. And Monday, February 23rd, the Chauncey DeVega show. We are respectable Negroes. Don't miss that at TruthWorks Network at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Here at Truth with Truth Works Network on Blog Talk Radio. Take it for what it's worth. Take it from me. That's a line that uh, Al Gore was trying to subliminal 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 message. Take it from me. As the Supreme Court did just that, they took it from you. They took the presidency from you as you gave up the fight. And as the Democrats came to a selected president, 
All of the obstruction you've seen in the last six years should have started in the year 2000 when George W. Bush was inaugurated. Every Democrat should have voted and filibustered and did everything possible to obstruct his agenda. Maybe the country wouldn't be in such bad shape now. What does it take for the Democratic Party to fight? What the hell does it take? Call it what you want. Give it a name. For me, it's easy. For me, it says a great deal about what the Democratic Party is all about, what they represent, who they are. They get to a point where they are nothing because they will stand for nothing, fall for whatever is in front of them. Not because they are on the same coin, but they're all rich men. They've all been enriched by their stay in office. That's why you can never be too careful who you throw down with. So I want to say Janice get better and don't miss the premier of the Chauncey DeVega show here at True Forge Network. When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. The world is coming to an end. The air is polluted, the oceans contaminated. The animals are going extinct, the economy's collapsed, education is shot, police are corrupt, intelligence is shunned, and ignorance rewarded. The people are depressed and angry, we can't live with each other, and we can't live with ourselves, so everyone's medicated. We pass each other on the streets, and if we do speak, it's meaningless robotic communication. More people want 15 seconds of fame than a lifetime of meaning and purpose, because... What's popular is more important than what's right. Ratings are more important than the truth. Our government builds twice as many prisons and schools. It's easier to find a Big Mac than an apple. And when you find the apple, it's been genetically processed and modified. Presidents lie. Politicians trick us. Race is still an issue. And so is religion. Your God doesn't exist. My God does, and he is all-loving. If you disagree with me, I'll kill you. Or even worse, argue you to death. 92% of songs on the radio are about sex. Kids don't play tag, they play twerk videos. The average person watches five hours of television a day and it's more violence on the screen than ever before. Technology has given us everything we could ever want and at the same time stolen everything we really need. Pride is at an all-time high, humility an all-time low. Everybody knows everything, everybody's going somewhere, ignoring someone, blaming somebody. Not many human beings left anymore, a lot of human doings, plenty of human lingerings in the past, not many human beings. 
Money is still the root of all evil, yet we tell our kids, don't get that degree, the jobs don't pay enough. Good deeds are only done when there's a profit margin. Videos of the misfortunes of others go viral. We laugh and share them with our friends to laugh with us. Our role models today, 60 years ago, would have been examples of what not to be. There are states where people can legally be discriminated against because they were born a certain way. Companies invest millions of dollars hiring specialists to make little girls feel like they need makeup to be beautiful, permanently lowering their self-esteem because they will never be pretty enough to meet those impossible standards. Tell us, bye, 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 get this, get that. You must keep up, you must fit in. This will make you happy, but it never does for long. So what can we do in the face of all this madness and chaos? What is the solution? We can love. Not the love you hear in your favorite song on the radio. I mean real love, true love, boundless love. You can love, love each other from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to bed. Perform an act of kindness because that is contagious. We can be mindful during every interaction, planting seeds of goodness, showing a little more compassion than usual. We can forgive because 300 years from now, with that grudge you hold against your friend, your mother, your father have been worth it. Instead of trying to change others, we can change ourselves. We can change our hearts. We've been sold lies, brainwashed by our leaders and those we trust and not recognize our brothers and sisters and to exhibit anger, hatred, and cruelty. But once we truly love, we will meet anger with sympathy, hatred with compassion, cruelty with kindness. Love is the most powerful weapon on the face of the earth. Robert Kennedy once said that few will have the greatness to be in history, but each of us can work to change a small portion of events. And in the total of all those acts will be written the history of a generation. So yes, the world is coming to an end. And the path towards a new beginning starts.